As a life coach, author, speaker, and trainer, Marianne's purpose and passion is fueled by her desire to see all women from coast to coast live life on their terms. Her guests will provide you with real life tips and strategies to inspire and empower you to create change. Welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Dannert, known as a fearless living coach and career research strategist, where my mission is to equip women with strategies to silence their insecurities, build healthy boundaries, and fearlessly pursue the life and career of their dreams. Today, I am joined by one of the co-authors of my new anthology that's coming out, Confident Women Rise. So, Gloria, go ahead and take it away. Good morning. Hi, Marianne. <laughs> Thanks for having me on your show this morning. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. And I'm just as excited that we are co-authors in that dynamic book, Women, Confident Women Rise. <laughs> so I am Gloria Walton, um, and I'm honored to be on your show this morning. Awesome. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're currently doing and what keeps you busy? Well, <laughs> I am quite busy. I am I actually run a nonprofit organization where I provide housing for male and female ex offenders. In addition to that, I am the host of two shows. Um, my news show something of substance on the black house channel and um mothers and daughters candid conversation which is very close to my heart um right now i'm actually um in the process of having a women's conference um that will occur in virginia beach at the oceanair resort from october 1st 2021 through october 3rd and man Marianne, let me tell you, I have some dynamic speakers. <laughs> On Friday night, we will have an evening with Shea Brown. Um, we will also have the one and only Jack Matthews with Manifest Your Dreams, one of the number one clubhouse rooms. Um, and then, oh gosh, a Dr. Carolyn Stevens will conduct a mental health panel as well as... Um, a new anthology that um, I'm participating with, which is I Am a Black Woman. Yay! <laughs> oh, powerful, powerful. It's about sisterhood. It's about, you know, knowing who we are and establishing ourselves as sisters. It's, it, it's just a powerful uh, group of women that will share some dynamic stories um, about how we have survived in this um, society as black women, rising up as strong black women. Um, awesome, awesome. So what do you feel was missing or what did you see that was missing or what occurred in your life that prompted you to create the nonprofits that you did? Well, you know, um, professionally, I took an early retirement from, I was a, um, an investigator and then I became a supervisor 
for, of uh, an intake unit supervising investigators of child abuse and neglect. And one day, a little girl asked me, why was she, whose fault was it that she was in foster care? Her mom, unfortunately, was unable to show up for her supervised visitation. And that baby looked me in my eyes and asked me, whose fault was it? And I made a decision. Although I'd been contemplating doing, taking an early retirement for some other things I wanted to do, but that really pushed me out the door. And so um, I started the nonprofit providing housing and helping mothers um, to navigate the system so that they could be reunified with their children and get some empowerment tools. One, so that they would never have to return to jail, overcome their addictions, and just rewrite their narratives. You know, um, it was intended for women, but um, we, I, I do provide the same services for men as well. I have some single parent men, you know, and addictions and mental health um, is really the underlying problem for so many of them that are incarcerated. And then to be able to have um, a home to come to, to once you're released, to come to where you can receive the supportive services, the mentorship, the job um, readiness programs. And this, it's, it's a three component um, program. It is a mental, a mental, we have, because it's mental, we're more than, a, you know, just a physical being, you know. And so we address, we have a mental health component, an employment component, uh, um, and a family reunification really is my pet peeve. To see families um, empowered to be reunified is what I think that I'm the expert at. And so the numbers say that I do a pretty good job. You know, we have a great uh, recidivism uh, rate. And so I'm, I'm, that is something that I'm so, um, I take such pride in to see families reunified. And so that baby's question, you know, really, whose fault is it? After assuring her that it was not her fault, you know, really triggered something to say, do something so that no other child will have to ask you whose fault. So if we can prevent um, children from experiencing out of home placement, that's, that's so traumatizing, you know, and so, that's, that's, that's really one of my uh, pet peeves, family reunification. In addition to that, you know, I am a uh, renovation coach. Reno I guess you say, what is a renovation coach? Well, the renovation coach is for women that um, experience, unfortunately, divorce. And they are seeking uh, help, support in rebuilding their lives spiritually, financially, um, and emotionally so that they can one, you know, refocus and get back on target and live their lives empowered because divorce is not the end of the world. Unfortunately, you know, we've had to experience that. And so you can endure at the moment when it happens, you know, um, you can feel like a failure. But you know what? Life goes on and there's people to support you during that process. And I do believe that... Um, there's far too many women that still beating themselves up because they find themselves divorced. Um, but there is support. And so I love to work with women that have experienced um, 
divorce and looking to renovate. I call it renovation because you don't throw out everything. You use what you have and you reclaim your life. Awesome. That is beautiful. So definitely, you know, with both of the, you know, nonprofits that you, you know, have created, you definitely see a lot of transformation. So when you hear the words transformative freedom, what does that mean to you? Transformative freedom means that I have the ability, okay, that transformation starts with me. Um, I'm thinking in terms of, of a skill that we have to, to use which is motivational interviewing, so that um, your, your client or whomever you're dealing with understands that they have the ability to make the changes. You know, sometimes change is hard. So just to get in that change cycle, is, there's, it takes a lot, you know, but to understand that the counselor will not and do not have the power nor the authority to bring about change in your life, but you do. And so um, transformation is a great thing. And it is not just a, a one-time thing. You know, I think that we are forever being transformed so that we can become not only authentic selves, okay, but that we can live out um, our, our dreams. So, you know, along those lines, you know, speaking about transformation and freedom, tell us about one of the biggest challenges that you personally have faced and what the healing process looked like. Well, that's why I'm the renovation coach. <laughs> uh, divorce really is um, emotionally mentally and can be physically uh, it can make you feel defeated and so um, I think that that was one of my biggest challenges was dealing with my divorce and at the same time uh, having my home destroyed by a um, natural disaster and being homeless not that I could not have purchased um, another home or rented an apartment, but God would not allow me to do that. I, in fact, lived at my facility with my clients, and he did that so that he could work with me and in me. And so I had to work through my own process as I... Um, showed other people I, I had to be open transparent to to a certain extent so that my women could see that we all have tribulations we all have trials you know but that you can overcome them you don't have to um, self-medicate you don't have to um, commit suicide or be depressed but that you can overcome and so for me that process um, and, and I do have a, a, a formula for it. Um, it. It worked. It was challenging. At the end of the day, I would fall out. Not because not only was I, you know, guiding women, but I had to also take stock of where I was and deal with my own um, situations and grow personally myself. 
And yes, that was very challenging. But God is so good because at the end, I was allowed to return to my home, renovate it. You know, and listen, see, that sounds like, oh, well, that would be the process. Your house would be renovated. No, because they were talking about leveling my home. And so I knew that I had to, in order to return to my home, it required me to be obedient to the instructions that I received from God first. And then, you know, there with my women, I just fell in love with them. I fell in love with their process. I saw women leave and graduate from my process, from my facility, drug-free, reunited with their children, even had a marriage, <laughs> you know? And so um, I, I saw women take on not just their, their outer being, how they look, but they began to deal with some of the traumatic experiences that they'd had long before they were incarcerated. In fact, those traumatic experiences was directly connected to the drug use, to their mental health, to them being um, unfortunately trafficked, human trafficking, you know, I, I dealt with with, the, with my women. And so to see the transformation that can happen when women are given empowering tools. Not only did it help them, but it helped me as well. <laughs> so that was the challenge. That was very much the challenge. You know, and that's so beautiful that you say that because oftentimes, you know, especially for women that have been incarcerated, you know, society seems to think of them, you know, less than and if they don't have the proper resources, you know, the right community, you know, to embrace them and let them know that there is a way out and they're, you know, this is just a stumbling block. It's something that you can overcome and move forward on. Absolutely. You know, um, I, I, I want to say what happens is um, we think when we think in terms of incarcerations, we think it's just those that were unfortunately living, you know, in the, the hood or, you know, we think economics. But I'm here to tell you that I've had just as many middle class women and men alike, prior business owners. You know, I've had judges ordering people into women into my program. I've had professional women in my program. Um, and I say that to say that we cast, uh, we're so judgmental against uh, men and women that make, that make mistakes, unhealthy decisions about their lives. The only difference, and this, this, this worked for me, the only difference between that woman who found herself incarcerated and myself is not only the grace of God, but we didn't get caught. Only difference. You know, and so to, to, I think that there needs to be a paradigm shift, particularly when a man or a woman completes their sentence. They, they, they paid their, their dues for their errors, but society will hold on to that. Can you imagine if your community said on any given day, you cannot live here because you lied. I mean, after all, at the end of the day, 
at the end of life, I believe that there is absolutely no difference in a bank robber, a murderer, and a liar. Acts are different. But I don't think that uh, when we stand before our maker, that there's a line for liars and a line for thieves and a line. Nope, absolutely not. We will all give an account of our lives and our stewardship. And so I think we should begin to uh, have that paradigm shift to think now and to have some empathy for people. And um, I, I just want to say, because particularly in terms of women, percentage-wise, women are victims long before they become perpetrators. Rape, incest, domestic violence, and the list goes on. And so you don't know anyone's story, but if you take the time to be honest with yourself and stop being so judgmental and give, you know, men and women the opportunity to live beyond their mistakes, I think we'd be a far better society. I think that the judgment um, is, is um, associated with your economics because in the news every day we see those that are um, <laughs> wealthy, they can commit the same types of crime. And the punishment is just, the system, the criminal justice system is just unfair. And so I take great pleasure in empowering women and men to understand that no matter what the crime is, that there is love, there's reconciliation, there is forgiveness. And you can rise and recreate and rewrite your narrative. Uh, in fact, um, I received a call just yesterday from a young man. He calls me mom. They call me mom no matter they're older than me. It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. But I have I do have kind of like a no-nonsense kind of a spirit, right? And he relocated to Florida, working in Florida, doing well. And um, he lost his phone, so I lost contact with him. And he's like, Ma! I was like, who is this? You know, just and the list goes on about the the when opportunity is given. And love is shown, compassion and empathy is shown that lives can be changed. Now, when we hear a celebrity talk about, you know, their past, how, how, this is a personal question. How many times would you um, take your money back if you purchased a ticket to the theater to see a celebrity with a, a criminal background? You won't. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. So we just have double standards. You know, I mean, there's so much. I can't um, say it all in this setting, but it is my passion. I guess um, helping people to renovate their lives. And the parallel to that is I really love renovating houses. I do. I really do. I love, I think that old things have such personalities and I enjoy it. That's what I love doing on my, it's a hobby. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That is so beautiful. You know, and oftentimes people just need a second chance 
especially when they have already, you know, paid, you know, their dues and so forth. So shifting a little bit, you know, we connected because we are both part of an anthology that's coming out, Confident Women Rise. So in a quick, short snippet, excuse me, in a quick, short snippet, because people have to buy the book, what is your chapter about and what inspired you to say yes to this opportunity? Well, my, my chapter really is about um, my a, a situation that occurred while I was married and how God used laughter. Laughter, um, which makes the heart merry. Um, during a time where um, I, I had become borderline depressed about a situation that occurred at my home. And um, it was so, so painful. But with my personality, I thought I had to be, you know, tough about it. You know, I couldn't allow that to penetrate um, me emotionally, unbeknown to me that it really did, you know. And um, so my, my chapter um, really just, it, it, for any woman that's going through um, any, a tough emotional uh, time, um, you can kind of see how God used laughter. I mean, who would think of laughter? I want to be mad. <laughs> I don't want to laugh. <laughs> that's what I feel like. Laugh. What's <laughs> the you know? Because you actually feel like you're being laughed at. You really feel when it comes to divorce, um, you can feel like you know. Like you, you failed, you know, but God in his wisdom, he's so wise. Use, I'm, I'm going to say this a little bit. I don't want to give much after away, but anyway, this woman comes to my house, my husband and uh, actually her sister, <laughs> she was sitting in the car and um, fast forward, because I'm not going to tell it all, we were at a um, event. She was there as well. But she, this flirtatious adult woman, was dressed like a child. Now, why God made me pay attention to this? She actually had on Mary Jane shoes for any mothers in my age range would know what a Mary Jane shoe is. It's the shoe that I dressed my toddler daughter in. And she also wore white socks. And for the first time, I looked at this woman and all I could do was laugh. Because prior to that, I tried to not necessarily rational, make it have any rational uh, thinking behind why you would be trying to be about my husband. But being a professional, I tried to handle it in a way, one, that it would not uh, affect my daughter. That was the most important thing. But everywhere I went, I saw this woman. And it took, oh, I did not want to act like I was a child of God. <laughs> I really wanted to act out of my human. It's, but my pride wouldn't allow me to do that. 
you know, um, my pride just would not allow me to do that. And I don't think women should do that, you know. And so there we were. And I looked at her and God said, laugh. And I laughed at her. I laughed. Everyone at the table was like, what's wrong? Like, what is she laughing at? And he simply showed me how immature this woman was. Because a mature woman will not get involved with a married man. And I laughed so hard. She must have felt it. She laughed. And from that day, from that day, on our way home, my husband said, well, what, what were you laughing at? Why were you laughing so hard? And don't say any more because people have to buy the book. Oh. <laughs> it's a good chapter. That's all I have to say. It's a good chapter. <laughs> and that's why I'm Gloria Walton, the renovation coach. <laughs> so what keeps you motivated and inspired to not give up and to keep pursuing your passions? Um, my pursuit to help um, women and, and families to uh, women to find a sense of purpose, um, to know that um, I stand on the word of God that, that says that we are more than overcomers. And so with that mindset, you just have to find um, the the. What, what that power within you, you have to first know that you have it, and then you, because it's different for each, every, it's, it's different for, you know, from individual to individual, but you have to know that you have it, and then you have to uh, find out how to activate it. And how to, because, you know, once it's activated, then now you have to put it to the exchange, you have to use it. And so I am motivated daily by speaking and talking to women and young women alike, as well as men. I talk to just as many men about this process as I do women. And so that uh, career-wise, well, you know what, that's not even, I, I would do that if I never got paid a dime because that's my passion, okay? So in addition to the work um, that God has, has called me to do in that area, my grandson, it is my daughter and my grandson. It is my desire to leave a legacy. It is my desire to make sure that my daughter understands that, and she do, but for the rest of my days, I'll still, you know, you're always a mother. <laughs> okay, so those are the things that motivate me um, for my daughter, for my grandson to understand that he is a king that's called um, and how to treat women and how to be a man, uh, um, a husband, you know, and so, and, and how, how to be a business owner. So we, we I'm always, uh, I use everything I can to, to um, every analogy that I can come up with because these young people, my grandson said to me, well, why would I need to know all of that when I'm the only grandchild? It's like, look, <laughs> Marianne, he basically said, well, you don't have anyone else to make all this to. So <laughs> what's, the, what's the problem, Nana? <laughs> yeah, so I was telling him, you know, 
I want him to understand about home ownership and, and his mother, you know, we, we talked to, to him about these sorts of things, but his response was like, hello, you have one child and she has one child. <laughs> like, you guys better. But still, he needs the information, you know, and um, so, and, and he loves science just as I do. And so that is to, to be able to work with him. And, um, and that same husband that I was talking about, you know, we are, our grand, we grandparent our, our grandson together. Um, you gotta read the chapter. We parent, we, we, are, we are great, very active grandparents. Um, yes. Does that mean that we are reunited? You have to read the chapter. Awesome, awesome. So self-care self -care is something that I feel every woman needs to make a priority in um, her life. So how do you re-energize and how do you recharge, especially with the type of work that you are involved in? I have a weekly appointment at the spa. Um, I read um, some time ago sports. I love, I'm, I'm saying, um, soccer player um, but I'm no longer able to do those sorts of things so I go to the spa every I have a weekly appointment at the spa um, that's where I get myself carrying <laughs> nice nice so as we get ready to you know end our conversation what events you know do you have coming up or what are you most excited about for the rest of the year that's coming up yeah, I think I made mention of um, my conference. And for your viewers, attend this conference. The, the theme is women in between. Um, some women are, are unfortunately stagnant because they don't know, should they go to the left, should they go to the right, should they change their, their business? Just, you know, given our time, this, this pandemic times, we're just in between um, decision making. And the, the, the venue is beautiful. I have a, a, I mean, a stellar cast of speakers. Um, it's inexpensive. It is both live and virtual. If you're in the Virginia area, you can come to the Oceanair Resort. Attendance is only $25. This is not a fundraiser. This is to empower people. We are giving out information on how to move to the next level. How to become, how, how to take the stage. How to tell your story. And so to attend, you can simply go to my page, which is uh, gcwalton.com and register. If you virtual, if you purchase a twenty-five dollar virtual virtual ticket, you will receive, um, like a few days prior to um, the conference, how to actually view the conference. Um, or if you're in the area, we are COVID compliant. You can come to the venue, um, and again, it is going to be worth something. On that last day, we are doing what's called. Um, the, our morning glory 
and that will be an experience um, almost like a, a waiting to exhale experience <laughs> so I just invite you to go to our website which is CWIC um, CWIC and that acronym is for collaborating women's international conference and I invite you again it is quite inexpensive um, to participate thank you oh you can also contact me my my site is g um, gcwalton.com you can also um, DM me at Gloria Walton one and again all registration you can go to our CWIC Facebook page I am also personally on Facebook at Gloria Walton and you can um, go to my website gcwalton.com and you can um, register for the for the conference um, and take advantage of some of the other um, books that I've been a co-author on and um, my book Mothers and Daughters Candid Conversations with God and so I, I hope that you would you would do that and if you're not able to attend then purchase a ticket for another sister someone that's an author or someone that's looking for um, a way to to actually come out of herself and begin to um, to share her story um, to be encouraged to be connected with women uh, sisters I'll tell you, I, I found my tribe um, with a group of women on the BHC channel. Um, that is a Black House channel. We are on the XOD um, network. Um, you will also find my uh, talk show there, Something of Substance, and um, coming soon in for our anniversary in November, Mothers and Daughters Candid Conversations will also be on that station. But the sisterhood that I found there Oh my. So join us October 1st through the 3rd. And if you can't come on uh, all three days for $25, come one day. It's convenient. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. So as we get ready to wrap up, a question that I like to ask all of my guests is what does fearless living mean to you? Fearless living means um, being that unapologetic, bold person, being who God has called you to be, and, and, and putting your gifts and your talents to the exchange. Um, and, and to be able to see fearless means that I know who I am uh, so much so that I can put my arms around someone else and make and, and, and include them in the journey fearless meaning that I am I'm proud of who I am I like uh, Maya Angelou um, I've had some defeats but I am not defeated and that's what we have to know awesome 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 well thank you so much for taking time this morning to bless us with all the words of wisdom and all the encouragement that you have provided Thank you again. Thank you, Marianne, for having me. Um, 
Thank you. I really appreciate it. And I, I, I want to just um, give a shout out to Doreen Let's Read for making the connection. Um, and um, so thank you. Confident Women Rising. Get the book. <laughs> thank you once again. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I hope that you enjoy the conversation with Gloria and make sure to check the show notes so you can connect with her and be sure to check out her conference that is coming up. As always, remember, you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority, and you matter. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Don't forget to leave a comment, be sure to share and subscribe so together we can continue to change lives. I'll see you on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page. Until next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.